Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you may be listening. This is the next edition of Something's Brewing. How's everybody doing? Episode number eight. I'm off site traveling. We have the traveling studio today. I'm at Mr. Rusty Williams' house in Oceanside, California. Rusty, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, my good man. This is a palatial studio. Thank you. Very, is, very impressed. It's a travel studio. So the microphone, it should pick up most of our, our, uh, our overlying or underlying tendencies. So try and you know, try and keep it cool, okay? You got it. I'll keep it right between the lines. <laughs> I bet you will. So, um, you know, I'm very excited to have a, a special guest host. This is my first time not with producer Dan having someone in the studio together. So I thought what there's not a better person on the planet than one of my first good friends from UCLA, one of my longtime roommates, fantastic human being, a, f- a fellow four-year starter at UCLA on the defensive line. Both of us were not good enough to play in the NFL, uh, but we were both leaders. And I- am I right? Both you know, you've started four years like like me. You started more games than I did, didn't you? Well, you had a little string of injuries there that, that kind of set you back <laughs> a but, little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, man. It was uh, it was. You're the first uh, you know really good friend I met at UCLA. Lots of lots of good memories. Some of which we can talk on the radio about, and some of which we can't. <laughs> Correct. Um, so. But let's start off with this. So, so we'll we'll do this as a little bit of a, a co-hosting scenario. But I think it's important that the listeners get to know you a little bit better. Uh, so, give us a quick background. What happened? Why did you choose UCLA? Where else were you thinking about? I know you're a big time high school athlete in Southern California. You know, I came from Podunk, Illinois. So, what is what was it like being a big time high school athlete? Well, you know, it's a relative term, I suppose, Mr. Boss. You know, it's funny. A lot of people don't know that UCLA was the only school in the country to offer me a scholarship to play defensive line. Really? Everybody else wanted me to play tight end. I was an All-American tight end and got offers from Texas and Nebraska and Florida and all the schools you can think of to go play tight end. And I had it made up in my mind that I was going to be a defensive lineman. That's just the way it was going to be. That's what I wanted to do. You have a defensive mentality. Let's, I would agree. Yeah. I, I, yeah. A lot of people would probably agree with that. <laughs> so I said, you know, I'm going to go to UC. And, and let's be honest, they were great, right? They were on a 10-game winning streak. They were playing in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, they were a big name. Uh, you know, USC was not even on my radar at all. And uh, and so when Bob Toledo came down, sat in my living room with his you know, smirky. In the only way that Bob Toledo can. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and so I said, uh, right then and there, I committed to go there. They were going to let me play defensive line, which is what I wanted. And 
it kind of the rest was history. And then... Well, and, and let's remind our listeners, because uh, I know you know, but correct me if I'm wrong, we were the number one recruiting class in the country yes, uh, yes, coming right. into UCLA. That's and that's right. the only time that, as far as I know, certainly the only time they have in the last 15 to 20 years. In recent memory, I don't know that they've ever had a class. <laughs> I, I doubt it. Now, granted, we can talk uh, all, all, all day long about how our career at UCLA was a glorious failure, but... Um, we don't know, can, have... I, can, I, can I just jump in real quick, with just, just to touch on that one more time? Sure. You know, I think old Bob Toledo sold me, though. I mean, he really closed me. Looking back, now I'm in sales, right? Mm-hmm. And I know how to close. Oh, I'm sorry. By the way, this episode is brought to you by the Williams Roth Group of Lee and Associates, where our knowledge is your property. It's also brought to, uh, brought to us today by smartbeers.com. Which reminds you, reminds us that if you're going to drink beers, make sure you drink smart. Definitely. So I, I have a tendency to forget to uh, introduce our sponsors until a couple minutes in. So I apologize, but you just mentioned sales, so keep going. Well, Bob Toledo sits in my living room and and really sold me, closed me right there. Said, "Listen, Mr. Williams, I am going down further than where you are in San Diego. You know, I live in North County so to get Robert Thomas. <laughs> he was going to get Robert Thomas and Kenny Coker and all these other guys. And he says, by the time I come back up this way, there may not be any scholarships left. <laughs> that's awesome. I swear that's what he told me. And like, well, where's your pen? 17 year old kid. I'm going, well, shit, I better sign up. So I did. There we go. But, but you know, he, he, he closed me. Well, that's funny. You know, my, my situation with Bob Toledo was a little different. Uh, I'll, and I'll never forget two years into our, our uh, or two and a half years in, Bob pulls me aside, you know, during spring ball and says to me flat out, you know, I never wanted to offer you a scholarship. And I'm thinking that thanks, Bob. You know, I'm about to be your second year starting quarterback in a row trying to have a good season this year. But but thanks. No, that I appreciate that. So, but, you know, you know, you're, you're doing all right. You know, I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. So, well, but I, I can I can appreciate that. So basically what I'm saying is Bob never sold me anything. It was Al Borges from day one that sold me. But, he was a great offensive mind. Still is. Yeah. I love love the guy. When, when he left to go to Cal, I strongly considered transferring. But so. All right. So let's t- let's let's back up a little bit that so we first get me. to campus and you and i uh have you know, are drawn to each other uh immediately i think one reason was that we were only two of the uh one of the only few freshman football players that had fake ids <laughs> number yeah, one that, which was critical <laughs> critical uh and you know we both we grew up you know you you had a family of plumbers blue collar mentality i grew up in the midwest blue collar mentality even though you were a surfer longboard type of guy you still had uh you know a blue collar you know tough attitude and you were you were a good leader i thought we were drawn to each other and i couldn't be happier from day one from day one so can we tell one quick story about how we almost didn't make it to season one after we uh snuck into the uh, the sunset pools jumped off the high dive jumped off the high dives and all of our clothes had to sprint out of there not get caught by security well you know that that could have been a, a false start on the old UCLA career right there sure and we had gotten popped for that we may not be sitting in this we, well car today. yeah we we all we all know though that there was plenty of other things that you know maybe not you but I did get caught for so um, <laughs> But uh, so again, Mr. Rusty Williams, number one and number ninety-four in your programs, number one in your hearts, uh, at his uh, Scarface Mansion out in uh, East Oceanside. Thank, uh, thanks for coming down, by the way. It's been you know it's really good to see your children. You know, I got four kids, you got three kids. They they like each other. They hang out. Seems like the wives are getting along really well. 
We'll get some wine going later. That'll yeah. Well, and later. you know that both of our wives have uh, uh, flannel, red flannel shirts on right, right now. Right. Look like a couple of lumberjacks, <laughs> a couple of lesbian lumberjacks. Looks like the uh, picnic table got a hold of them. <laughs> so we'll, we've been giving them a hard time about that all day. All right. So, uh, so let's move on into the next uh, the next segment. So I know that uh, you don't gamble at all. Oh. Um, but uh, but some of our listeners do, so I thought that we it w- would be nice for us to run through some of the top twenty five bowl games and sort of get in a you know an idea of what's going on, wh- where we think uh, what, what we think is going to happen, gives us an opportunity to tell some stories from uh, times that we played and so and so forth. So let's start off with Miami versus Wisconsin. That's actually tonight. Uh, we're talking right now on Thursday, December twenty seventh. Um, Miami versus Wisconsin. Miami is a minus two and a half. You remember when we went to Miami, right? Uh, in that makeup game, which is the most biggest debacle in the history of UCLA football. Well, we could talk for a couple hours about right. that. that we might, we could do a thirty for thirty. But let's on just that. let's just let's just tell one quick story about that Miami game. And we, neither you or I played because we were redshirting, but. Bob was nice enough to fly the entire team down there because mm-hmm. of the hurricane. So we got to go on the last day of the of the season, at the end of the season there. I remember walking off that field after a crushing defeat, losing by two points on a fumble that wasn't a fumble. Right, Brad Belsby. And we go walking into the locker room, and the biggest bunch of ghetto SOBs you've ever seen standing up in the, in the stands started spraying mace on us when we left. Do you remember that? Or did you get any of that? Yeah. Boy, they got me good, man. And I was in the locker room, i sweating, and my eyes are watering, and it was just god-awful. I couldn't believe they were so ghetto down there. But Well, you know. and they that is a tough place to play, too, the Orange Bowl. We're going to get to the Orange Bowl later. Well, uh, let's, so let's talk about Miami, Wisconsin. What, Obviously, Wisconsin's having a little bit of a down year. But hold on. Do you know that's in the Pinstripe Bowl at Yankee Stadium, which I thought was kind of cool? Keep going. I'd like to. I'd like to go to a game out there. That'd be pretty neat. That would be cool. So, so what do you I think? I don't know. I mean, my gut says take Wisconsin in the points because it was three. It's down to two and a half. And you were being facetious a minute ago, talking about my I don't gamble. But quite honestly, I've often thought about you know going to a meeting because I, I I may have an issue and. and it's not something I'm proud of, but I do gamble more than I should. <laughs> but I just love it. I really do. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. Of course, it. you're a competitor. I got. I am parlayed with Miami, so I, you know, is that the right play? I don't know. When the lines are that close, you you really go, okay, which group of guys and kids really? You know, they're 16, 18, 20 year old kids. They're all over eighteen, eighteen or seventeen. They're not sixteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. You get the point. They're out partying. They get the point. Right. I well, mean, especially uh, in New York. Know, they're right? in New York. Heck, our last bowl game was in Las Vegas. I'm we didn't even have sure a coach. Remember that? Over the entire time. <laughs> remember, and I so, was calling some of the plays because yeah. I was hurt. But which, by the way, remember we've lost. Let's talk about Wisconsin for a second. How much do we hate Wisconsin? They got our number. They got our number, huh? Rose Bowl and Sun Bowl. Let's let's go. Let's jump into the Sun Bowl. So Stanford versus Pittsburgh, uh, in El Paso. Can you imagine? Do you remember when we were so excited to actually get third place in the Pac-10 at the time? And they said, "Congratulations, third place goes to the Sun Bowl in El Paso." I mean, I don't know how many of the thirty viewers you have or listeners. No, we got have. more. Way more than that. Hundreds. Hundreds. Thousands. Not thousands yet. We're getting. We're there. getting there. Okay. So after this, I'm sure it'll be up in the thousands. The, the reality is El Paso Sun Bowl 
God bless El Paso and God bless every city in America, it's not the greatest bowl game you've ever been to. No. And do you remember when they actually sat us down and said, feel free to go to Juarez, Mexico, but make sure you get back before it gets dark. Can you imagine (sighs) if they sent us to Juarez, Mexico now? We'd come back with no heads. I'm pretty sure we wouldn't be coming back. Right. We were like, wait a minute. We might join the cartels. So who's in that game again? I'm sorry. Pittsburgh and Stanford. Stanford's neck minus five and a half. I'm going Stanford cover all day long on that. For How sure. about you? For sure. Well, and I'm a Pac-10, you know, guy. Pac-12 homer. 10 or 12? Pa- well, now they it's... got 12 now? <laughs> Son of a... Our listeners are going to think I'm with producer Dan. So producer Dan doesn't know a goddamn thing about sports. He doesn't. He knows nothing about sports. You're going to love him. You're going to love the guy. Wait wait till you meet him. He's going to become famous someday. All right, moving on. So uh, West Virginia versus Syracuse in the Camping World Bowl in Orlando. What's that line? Uh, Syracuse is minus two. Um, That might sound surprising to a lot of people, but if you've seen Syracuse play this year, they're impressive. And I like West Virginia. Like they got a little, a quarterback's got quite a bit of moxie. And uh, but you're saying that Syracuse has been playing better as of late because I would have thought that West Virginia would have been the favorite. Yeah, I think they've got some injuries. Um, You know, I'm a homer, right? I mean, I'm I'm a square better, so I always usually take favorites, which is not the right way to do it. But I, I would take uh, Syracuse in that game. Okay, so even though Syracuse is ranked number twenty and and West Virginia is number sixteen, that's my. So you, to your point, Syracuse has to definitely has been playing well as of late because West Virginia is ranked higher. Correct. So anyway, Camping World Bowl. You got kids. We got kids. I can't imagine. Can you remember when they used to give us bowl gifts? What do they give at the Camping World Bowl? Like a, a lantern, tents. Oh, tents, tents. Yeah, a bunch of uh, cast iron skillets. Yeah, a bunch of uh, uh, Division One football players gonna use that tent. Yeah, that's good shit. Man. Yeah, and a lantern. Yeah, and watches good. everywhere you go. Everybody gets, gets a watch. watch right? Yeah. Well, who did you? My get? dad's got four watches <laughs> sitting in his closet. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> did by the way, did you still know where your Pac-10 championship ring is? Do you yeah, still absolutely. have it? Absolutely. Would you like to see it? Do you have it in your house? It's in my house. I can't it? find it. Oh I can't God. find mine. Anyway, have you how seen much the you... new safe I bought? No. Wait till you see this. Oh, safe. I can't wait. So you got your you got the Pac-10 championship in your sa- ring in your safe? Yeah. Awesome! I can't wait to see it. Okay, so I gotta find mine. Do you think we could sell those? Would we get in trouble? Uh, yours has not got much value, but Cade McNown might be able to get some for his. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good point. All right, moving on. Iowa State versus Washington State University in the Alamo Bowl in San Antonio. So, you know, let's remind everyone, we were both history majors. Yes. Both of us graduated pretty much Don't on ask time. Me anything about the Alamo. <laughs> I won't. Okay. But what you remember was it? It was a big event in history. Oh yeah, the Alamo, huge. Right. Okay. So I'm just I'm just remember saying the Alamo. Yeah. yeah, of course. So Iowa State. You're, you say Iowa State has a great defense, they do. and we all know that Washington State has an unbelievable offense. Throws the ball 65 times a game. I've been uh, I've been complaining about Washington State all year, uh, but and they've they've let me down and they've done well when I didn't expect them to, but you, what do you think from Washington State minus two and a half versus Iowa State? Well, again, as a, as a Pac-12 guy, I, I'm pulling for Washington State. I do think Washington State can score the ball. You know, the only time they've really been shut down was when they played in the Apple Cup against Washington, and it was freaking six inches of snow on the ground. There was a lot of snow in that game. Yeah. I, that's tough to, to, to have a passing offense and that much snow. is very difficult. How many times did you play in the snow, Mr. Southern California? You know, my, my, my 12-year-old <laughs> son asked me that the other night, and I had to tell him none. <laughs> I went to Washington, and it should have snowed. It was cold enough, but <laughs> never did I play in the snow. I talked about this a couple of... Did you? Uh, 
Did I? I, I, I learned how to Illinois? pull. Illinois? Yeah, Illinois. Snow's out there? Yes. Huh. It, it, I had to learn how to play football with, in ice and snow and shitty weather. You're and the I get, Illinois State Player of the Year, weren't you? I was, thank you. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Eight-man football or 12? No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. It wasn't the Imperial Valley, yeah, Mr. Robert Thomas. Thomas. You know, I used to give him the business <laughs> all on. the time about playing eight-man football. Yeah. He showed me his highlight film one time. It looked like he was an NFL player playing against Pop Warner kids. He was playing was against. Crazy. <laughs> playing against. But he he wasn't. He was an NFL player playing against Pop yeah, Warner kids. Turns out that's what he was. <laughs> I mean, it was anyway. Go so, ahead. but hold on. Did, since you brought up Illinois, though, do you want to know one of my? Because I saw your uh, your office has some great uh, UCLA memorabilia in it. I love it. Sure. I don't have enough room at my house to put my shit up, um, but you got some great jerseys in there. Do you know one of my favorite pieces of memorabilia was that I was on the cover of the Chicago Tribune. As the Illinois Football Player of the Year, I split half the page with Kevin Garnett. He was the Illinois Basketball Player of the Year. That is good. Yeah, trivia. Well, isn't I like that cool? That. I felt. You I still have it. Yeah, yeah. My parents got it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all framed and shit. Lost the Rose Bowl ring, but you got that. I well, that means more to me. And it should. I didn't. That's well, a big deal. It, although both of us won Scout Team Player of the Year that year that we went to the Rose Bowl. I got I that trophy. I was Scout Team Player of the Year, and you were Scout the offensive. You were defensive Scout Team Player of the Year. So what does that say about leadership? It shows that we right. worked our ass off to get the starters ready, and all the starters needed to do was win the goddamn game so we could go number one BCS National Championship. That wouldn't have got sprayed with me. So. God damn it. It's a good thing we haven't forgot about it. No, I let it go years <laughs> yeah. ago. All right, moving on. So next, um, in the Peach Bowl, we got Florida versus Michigan. Michigan is negative six, negative minus six. Um, did you know that three years ago, Michigan crushed Florida in the Citrus Bowl? It was uh, Jim Harbaugh's coming out party. I didn't know that. Yeah, but do you, do you think those kids even remember that? No, of course not. That? I'm no. just saying from a, from a. Uh, what do you think about Harbaugh? I don't know if I could play for him. I love as a fan and as an a, a, an appreciation for uh, disciplined football. I feel like he's got to be pretty high up there. Yeah. But I think he's over emotional. Like even Nick Saban. Nick Saban's a giant asshole. But I've never seen him go absolutely nuts. Like he, he very rarely does he go absolutely nuts. Harbaugh goes nuts when they're playing, uh, you know, Tulane, right? Yeah. Like you know, he like goes crazy about a, a random third down crazy call, and I feel like Harbaugh. Dare I say he's almost somewhat too emotional? Yeah. Do you I, like him? I don't like him much at all. I don't like his antics. I never met the man. I'm sure there's plenty of players that love playing for him, but he wouldn't be my kind of coach, really. I, I just don't think I would react well to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, funny that you bring up Jim Harbaugh. You know, when he was growing up, obviously he got his brother, John. John, uh, He was smaller than John. Uh And he had a little bit of a complex about it, I guess. So he decided... That makes sense. He was going to drink a gallon of milk every single day. And did so for several years in in his teenage years. (laughs) Sure enough, he started growing. Really? Yeah. I I was watching a documentary or something. Kind of of interesting. I can't get my kid to drink a a, a cup. (laughs) Well, you know what we should start doing is maybe we get some cows and get it, get the kids out there milking That's them. That's what I'll do with this bottom lot down here. Yeah, you got a little extra room uh, out I'm here. I'm not milking them, though. No. <laughs> no. I but mean, can I'm you imagine what it was? Can, yeah, exactly. Can you imagine what it was like, you know, 50 years ago, 60, 70 years ago, 100 years ago, when kids would have to get up? They had no electronics to play play with. All they had to do, all, they had to go out and do chores, milk the cows, uh, you know, take care of the chickens, and actually work their asses off before, before they, they were, went to school. Before they went to school. <laughs> 
I mean, what kind of kids are we raising nowadays? You know, I'm going to start being a lot more disciplined with mine starting today. Me too. Me too. All right. Let's let's get back to let's get, get see back if in the football. Yeah, well, but let's see how we do six months from now. <laughs> if our wives have anything to say about it, they might think we're going to be over. But your your wife is a is a is a great mother, and so is mine. I think they they do a great job of helping us raise these kids, don't you think? Well, yeah, we pick them right. I mean, I didn't pick a wife that was going to be terrible. I knew what I was getting into. Well, but, so you picked her, huh? You, she didn't pick you. Well, I'm just kidding. All right, here we go. Next semifinals. Uh, first, we'll start with Alabama and Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl. Uh, Alabama minus fourteen, uh, and you're you 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 know you you're square better, so you like to bet the favorites. But if two, uh, I, I I what's his what's his Tua, name? Tua. Just Tua. Just you know his my, Tua. my my buddy says you know I is he going to be healthy? T U A, the University of Alabama. <laughs> That's what he thought. He said, "Do you mean Tua, the, like the acronym, like the University of Alabama?" I said, no, no, no. That's the guy's name, buddy. Don't tell anybody who, who your buddy's name is. No, absolutely not. Oh, my. But that, but well, I believe listen, you. Let's think about this logically. What is Nick Saban known for? He was coaching up as a secondary coach. He, he, is a, he is a defensive back coach by nature. Uh-huh. Now, I know that Oklahoma can score the ball, and I throw it all over the yard. But I think Saban is going to have something ready for uh-huh. Murray. I agree. Are they going to win by 14 points? It's a lot of points. I think so, yeah. But I'm a square better, and I always like the favorites. I do think Alabama is is a better squad, but they're going to have to put up points too because Oklahoma will score. So I'm going to lay the 14, but... I don't know what the over-under is. Do you have any idea? I think it's in the 80s. Are you serious? Well, let's look. I mean, I got um, an app for that. <laughs> All right, you check that out while I'm looking at for the uh, for the semifinals. Um the next semifinals is Notre Dame versus Clemson, and Clem- what's the over under? We got seventy seven. Oh, That's a pretty high over under for a semifinal game. Um, I'm I, dare I say I say Oklahoma in the under. Uh, you say, or I'm sorry, I say Alabama in the under. You say Alabama in the over, or Alabama in the under. Uh, if I was going to play the over-under, I would take the under. Okay, perfect. So we're both on the same page. Alabama minus 14 in the under. Notre Dame versus Clemson. Clemson minus 12.5. You and I were talking about this earlier in the pre in the pregame show was uh, about the fact that both of the semifinals, if you notice, uh, Alabama minus 14, Clemson minus 12.5. None of the other top bowl games are anywhere near that from a point spread basis. So you're telling me that the top four teams in the country, there's basically top two teams and, there's, and, and anyone else could have played in number three and number four? I don't know about anybody else, but yeah, I mean, but it that, seems that like is a lot. separation. Keep in mind that, uh, you know, no, the, the, that Notre Dame, you know, although they're playing really well on defense, they don't have the most dynamic offense out there. No. You, you look at Clemson, where's the issue there? I just watched on the news, guy fails a drug test. I think his name's Marcus Lawrence, defensive lineman, first-round draft pick. Failed a drug test before the bowl game? Can you believe it? I never failed a drug test, and neither did you. Nor should we. Of course. So, so before the bowl game, we failed a drug test. Well, and they say it was performance enhancing something in the protein he was taking, yada, yada. Oh, yeah. So I didn't know. not the meat or the whatever else. <laughs> yeah. I, do. I don't know. It's extra protein. Okay, yeah. got it. All right, so you like Clemson minus 12.5, so do I. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, but again, I don't think I've taken a dog yet. No, you haven't, but that's because you're a square better. Now, Notre Dame and Clemson, though, two undefeated teams, unlike unlike the other uh, well, semifinals. Do you really believe Notre Dame has just as much talent? Not as a chance. Clemson? No way. And I'm from Chicago, where you grew up, you either loved Notre Dame and hate or hated them. I don't like. I do you remember always... when Notre Dame played against Alabama in the national championship? <laughs> Ridiculous. 
Manti Teo was looking for his girlfriend in the stands. Gee, that was so Poor embarrassing. Guy, Poor guy. I like I for, that guy too. I, and he's a he's a good linebacker. He's not great, but he's good. Um, and, and you know, and, and, and but do you remember how he got bamboozled? Oh God! To a fake girlfriend, and it comes out in public. Oh, before my. the national champ. How embarrassing! Golly, uh, that's you know that's terrible. Um, so side note, a little humble brag. I'm going to be at the uh, Cotton Bowl in Dallas oh, for nice. the Notre Dame Clemson game. No, Saturday morning, just a quick trip in and out. Um, I got a something's definitely going to be brewing. At, me, the, at the Cotton Bowl. You let, follow me? Let, let me just tell your viewers <laughs> one time. I, you and I have went to a football game together. And, uh, it was Multiple in ones. Man, many, but, but this particular one was in Denver, and it was a quick trip. We were in and out. Literally, Corey showed up with a down jacket. It's cold, right? We're in Denver. Just the cold. Down jacket. A couple of, I think, extra shirts underneath. And that's it. No bag, no luggage, no nothing. I had a, tooth, I had a toothbrush in my jacket. Yeah, toothbrush in the jacket and, and a some deodorant have you ever flown without any bags never it's so exhilarating is that a word i damn near got on the airplane without any bags not intentionally (laughs) i left them in the doggone security check line (laughs) sitting at the airport bar oh man how much fun have we had huh there's some there's some uh some folks that hopefully listen to that hopefully that are listening that that we we love too. But okay, all right. So moving on, and we're we're gonna be we're gonna be wrapping this up here shortly. So um, done with college football. I, I think that uh, we got plenty to watch. We got plenty to gamble on. I hope everyone had a great Christmas and gets a chance to now get into the to the meat of the college bowl season. So before we move on to our final uh, finale, uh, who do you like in the Super Bowl and why? Well. This is dumb luck, I'm sure. But in the beginning of the year, I took the Rams for a hundred bucks on ten to one to win a thousand. Yeah. Okay. And I took the Saints at ten to one. So you look like a genius now. Yeah. If one of those two guys wins, you can't get Rams at ten to one right now. Sure enough, I cannot win both bets, so I'm going to lose at least one hundred. <laughs> so you hedged. God, you're a genius. You're you know, hedging all over the place. Right. My sleeper. You know my sleeper. Who? <coughs> Seahawks. Me. Seahawks. Watched out for the Seahawks. They can run the football. They play pretty good defense. Well, and, and Russell Wilson is a proven winner. Yep. Uh, golf. Golf has had a couple tough games, but the Saints. Yeah, I. I'm, I mean, I keep thinking Drew Brees is gonna, you know, retire and ride off into the sunset. Is this maybe his ride off into the sunset moment? I wouldn't think so. No. no? If, he, if he wins a, well, whether he wins the Super Bowl or not, he's not retired. He's playing at the top of his game. He's one of the best there is. Why would you yeah, retire? I agree. I mean, do it like Peyton Manning and. You know, fall down and suck for a while, and then retire. I mean, not what do you everybody's think? John Elway. So, are you a Charger fan? Even though they're no longer in San Diego, you yeah. grew up a Charger fan, right? I grew up a char- huge Charger fan. Right. I was a diehard. My brother, who just moved to Washington, is still a diehard fan. I'm not a fan of the Spanos family. God rest his soul. But I am a fan of the Chargers, and I do like Drew Brees. I mean, sorry, Drew Brees. I love Philip Rivers. Mm-hmm. I lot. Of, I like a lot of those guys on there. You team. almost have as many kids as Philip Rivers. You kidding me, dude? The guy's doubled me. I know. Can you imagine? He's got nine. Can you imagine having nine kids? You got to have three nannies. Well, well, you have to have make twenty million dollars a year playing. You got to have a van. You have to have a school bus to go to the damn <laughs> a, a Mercedes dinner. like a work a Mercedes work bus. Remember, you know those. <laughs> you know, I often tell my wife, I say, you know, having that many children, in my opinion, is is irresponsible. <laughs> You cannot spend enough time with nine kids. I take my daughters on dates. Yeah. I take my boys hunting and fishing, and we do a lot of stuff individually. If you had twice as many, it'd be tough. I couldn't do it. 
Good point. That's a great point. Philip is is selfish. And then I'd have um, to quit working, and we'd all be screwed. <laughs> uh, so my point was that my sleeper is the Chargers. I, I know you don't disagree, but if you had to pick one sleeper, whatever, we we, we we're, oh, yeah, we're both on the same page. It's I mean, either Seattle. Not really a sleeper. I mean. <laughs> Good. How about Houston or something? Good like point. That? Good point. I actually like Houston too, though. You might as well get KC's your sleeper. <laughs> I mean, come on. What are we talking about? <laughs> all right. Good point. All right. So, in closing, all right. So we're on the same page there. Uh, I I do like the Rams uh, and or the Saints. I think one of those do certainly have a yeah. chance. But let's move on to the to the ending. All right. And then let's get back to being parents and and and, and husbands and and and. And, and, you know, and being good to our kids. So, as you know, the pause laws are the seven rules to success through positive thinking. Sure. And rule number one is keep a positive attitude at all times. Rule number two is remember to pause and reflect. And rule number three is always position yourself for success. And I want to take a moment and have a little bit of a you know bro moment and say that uh, there's a couple things that I admire about you. But one thing that I definitely have admired about you from day one is you know, your work ethic. That's a given. But then when we were graduating, you know, I was hurt and I was trying to get back and you know and try and play in the NFL. You were trying to be a long snapper in the NFL because God knows there's not a chance in hell you were playing D end in the NFL. Um, but you focused really a lot of energy on, on, on learning how to long snap and being good at it. But then at the same time, uh, I want you, if you don't mind, I think I know the answer to this. What were, were you doing other things, uh, from a guidance standpoint to position yourself for future success and tell, tell our listeners a little bit about it because I admire about what you did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, believe it or not, I felt the same way that uh, there wasn't a chance in hell I was going to play defensive end in the NFL, <laughs> and I kind of knew that. So I, you know, I thought I had a chance at long snapping, and, and and that was all good. But way before that, in at the end of my junior year, I started figuring out what the hell am I going to do if I don't play in the NFL? I got to go make a living. And as you know, I'm not a genius by any stretch, but I'm smart best speller on the planet. No, no, no. <laughs> Just my poor daughter. She's 14 now. She can't spell any better than me. <laughs> it's so bad. Well, whatever. Anyway, she's she's an unbelievable she's living girl. in a nice house. <laughs> she's awesome. So so I decided that I needed to figure out what in the hell I was going to do after I got done with school, and I got linked up with some UCLA guys. Darren Klein was introduced to me through an academic counselor, and and they said, "Go talk to Darren. He does." Darren Klein and academic counselor in the same sentence. Is right. that an oxymoron or what? Well, Sorry. they said, "Hey, Williams." <laughs> You and Klein are kind of the same. You got to go meet this guy. <laughs> okay. He figured it out. So I go meet Darren, and he takes me to lunch, and <coughs> probably a, a, a rule infraction there. He Whatever. Take me to lunch. And he says, "This is what I do, and here's how I do." And he told me at that point, he said, "This is how much money I'm making right now." And he was three years out of college, and I thought, "Oh my goodness, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of dough." And I said, "Well, well tell me more about." It. So anyway, he told me what it is and how it works, and I decided, "All right, well." you got to get this license. It's called a real estate license. And so I went and I took all the classes and I went and I passed that sucker. And while you were trying to play in the NFL. Yeah. While I was still in college. Right. I I knew I look at, I got out of college and it was, you either go live on your mom's couch. Right. Or you, that's about all the options I had. So I had to go figure out how to make a living and make it quick. Right. And, um, I've been doing it ever since it's been 16 years and, things have been great and it's a it's a it's a wonderful you know industry and there's a lot of good people and now i invest in my own properties and i invest in my own 
you know, funds and, and it's opened up a whole world of possibilities that I didn't think I was going to have when I was a freshman yeah. diving off a freaking high dive in the R- doggone ex- pool with you. Yeah, I, I completely agree. But the, the fact that you had the, uh, the wherewithal to position yourself for success like that, it took me multiple years longer than you to finally actually start positioning myself more appropriately for for the li- for success in life. I was still naive. I was still, you know, running around uh, you know thinking that I was going to be an NFL quarterback uh, or even had a chance or whatever. And 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 again, of all of our teammates um, you know, you know, Audie's, you know, come up big as of late, but but you've been the most consistent and that that didn't make millions of dollars playing in the NFL, mind you. Okay, like right. you know, there's there's the group of us that some of us got drafted, some of us had you know played multiple years in the NFL, made millions of dollars, and then there's the next group is the ones that started, but that are that are also uh, you know being trying to be working on being successful in the business world, and and I put you at the top of that list. So congratulations, well, thank you. and thank I appreciate you. your friendship, and I appreciate you know dare I say mentorship in in, in many many areas. So how long have the pause laws been in effect? Um, well, the pause in effect LLC has been in effect for about two years now. Did you know that if no, you... Long... I mean, the actual laws, there's 10 pause laws. There's seven. Seven, seven. Uh, about four or five years now. Well, and that comes with maturity, right? Yeah, yeah. So do, what do you think about the concept that something's brewing? Do you think we're onto something? I think it's going to crush. Yeah, I do Wait till they get a load of this. I, I think this could push us over over the limit, maybe even to like the realm of 1,200 subscribers you know the funny part is i don't even have any idea how many subscribers there well, is i'm gonna subscribe now uh, but I, I guarantee there's way more than we think that's all i can tell you well, and the fact it's been is, a real pleasure it, thank you for having me yeah i i appreciate it so again thank you for joining us uh mr rusty williams uh for our listeners out there have a great rest of your morning great rest of your day or have a fantastic evening and don't forget if you keep a positive attitude something's always brewing Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.